welcome to The Contrarians, where we are right and you are wrong. I'm Julio. And I'm Alex. Here on the show, we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. For the first half of each episode, Contrarians Corner, we trash the fresh red tomatoes and praise the rotten green splotches, making our case any way we can. The aptly titled Real Talk serves as the second half of each episode. This is where we discuss our true feelings on the movie we're covering. For more information on our podcast and to browse past episodes, you can head over to our website, wearethecontrarians.com. From there, you can also access our patron and merchandise, because capitalism. If you enjoy our attempts at comedic film discussions, we encourage you to subscribe and leave us a review on whatever podcatcher you use. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, that's what social media is for. You can find us on most platforms as at Contrarian Prime. You can also see what we look like if you go to youtube.com slash at Contrarian Prime, and you can contact us by email at wearethecontrarians at gmail.com. I think that covers it. Then it's time for the podcast. And we are recording for Contrarian's Corner for Original Sin. Hello and welcome to The Contrarians, where we're right and you're wrong. Recording this on November 1st, 2023. It's 10.18 p.m. Central Time. Texas Rangers just won the World Series. And what better way to celebrate the Rangers' uh, World Championship victory than Angelina Jolie and Antonio Banderas stark naked going to town on each other? I've been glued to my TV for the past couple hours. So I haven't been checking my phone. I was like, what did I miss? <laughs> what, what event of significance took place? And now I know it's sports. That's true. But this movie is also a sport in its own right. Uh, a lot of mental gymnastics go on with this one. Yes. And not to, not to and be actual gymnastics too. I was about to say, yeah, the sex Olympics, cause not to be outdone. Uh, the Punisher, Thomas Jane, we get some man ass on his part and he he uh, drops trow in, in a movie that's just filled with uh, what, what what kind of adjectives should we it's it's tawdry. It's um, sweaty. Somebody at lustful. some point defines lust, <laughs> defines the movie. Is it love or lust? That's the entire question of the movie. It's like when you want more and let me tell you, two hours went by and I wanted more. It's Antonio Banderas, it's Angelina Jolie, and if that's not enough to whet your appetite, Thomas Jane. It's original sin, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We already have a a fork on the road, because I am uh, sorry to inform you that I did not see Thomas Jane's ass. So oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you got because you listeners, Alex has the he owns the unrated edition of this movie. I just went with the regular theatrical that's available in Amazon Prime. So that means that I missed out on two minutes of something. It might have been two whole minutes of Thomas Jane being naked. I don't know. Is it how long do you see his ass for? I mean, we're not gonna. It's not this is a Pruder film. We're not gonna break it down shot by shot here, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I would almost guarantee also that the initial sex scene with Angelina Jolie and Antonio Banderas is definitely, um, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term, more engorged in this one than the version that you watched. And there's uh, no classy, we'll get to, uh, dissolves. It's just all like hardcore close-ups. Oh, it's there's dissolves, but it's into like body parts gyrating and thrusting. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, we'll get to in the second half also that the original version of this was too much for an NC-17 rating, which is what NC-17 rating we've done crash, crash. enormous color. Yeah. Uh, and then we talk about shame all the fucking time cause it makes us laugh. But when you think about like the content of those movies and something gets rejected for even that, it's of course it was a different time. This was a pre nine 11 world, but, uh, we'll talk about the the cuts and the sex scenes and some of the drama and the always present Hollywood rumor mill that surrounded some of the um, goings ons on the set of this movie. So, original sin is the Christian doctrine that holds that humans, through the fact of birth, inherit a tainted nature with proclivity to sinful conduct in need of regeneration. Wow, that's a uh... The encyclopedia definition. The biblical basis for the belief is generally found in Genesis 3, the story of the expulsion of Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden. Right. Um, so, yeah, 
But in the case of this movie, it's just carnal desire that drives <laughs> the world and spins it around. Right. That's uh, growing up. Uh, I, I was raised Catholic, as we've mentioned every now and then here on the show. And uh, original sin was just uh, them eating the apple, you know, mm-hmm. like the apple from the, the forbidden fruit from the tree of knowledge. That is, that's what got them expelled. Like, uh, well, I guess it's a combination of eating the apple and then lying to God's face when they're like, did you guys eat the apple? And, they, and they're like, no, as they're hiding the apple behind their backs. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's child's play compared to what we get here. Oh, yeah. No, there's a, they're not eating any apples here, but they're eating a lot of other stuff. Hey, And Thomas Jane at some point almost eats Antonio Banderas' face. Thomas Jane does a lot of things in this movie. <laughs> so anyway, Julio, um, for any potential first-time listeners that may not have been keeping up with uh, the past year of our podcasting, why are we covering Original Sin? Well, I mean, the easiest answer is why not? But <laughs> the, the more Cause, specific... Because I bought it for a dollar a few years ago and never watched it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the more specific answer is that uh, we participated in Livestream for the Cure uh, earlier this year, as we've been doing for the past few years, and we always come up with some sort of thing that we're going to do if we meet our goals uh, during our segment. And we met our goals. We had four tiers. We Our donations hit all four tiers. The first tier was the Antonio Banderas tier, and we said if we hit this much money, then we're going to mm-hmm. do Original Sin on the show. And... That's what we're doing here. I mean, it's been a few months, but we're we're paying that debt. Over the next couple of months, we're going to take care of all four promises that we did over our live stream uh, segment. And I'm looking forward to it. This this one, I hadn't seen before. Uh, you, Alex, had seen fragments of it. <laughs> Is that correct? I guess it's important to go ahead and get this out of the way. This movie came out in 2001. Um, and by the time I got high-speed internet in like 2004 two three four somewhere in that range um i was 15 so a person and we've talked about this before actually in a previous episode like angelina jolie was like the first woman i saw that like it was a completely different thing of like oh my it, this wasn't the pink ranger or sunny this was like oh my god and, i think most uh, of that confession went to peach <laughs> <laughs> well, th- there's an incentive to get your dollar. You can hear Julio and I. Who, what was your answer? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember what I said. I know that. Uh, oh no, no. I think I think I, I went with Sharon Stone. I think that. Uh, yes. Basic instinct. Yeah. 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 So anyway, there you go. There's a buried conversation about Julio and I's like, you know, <laughs> in the midst of puberty, seeing color for the first time. <laughs> anyway. Uh, on Kazaa Light, one of the popular things you could download was the sex scene with Antonio Banderas and Angelina Jolie. That's from the unrated version, which basically for me at that point was like pornography. So I I may or may not have watched that scene several times as a 15-year-old boy. Was was uh, Antonio Banderas, because obviously I, I know your reaction to Angelina Jolie, but when... Watching Banderas, Banderas performing here, was that, did that make you feel inadequate or did that just fill you with awe? I said, like, I can do this. I can someday. <laughs> that will be me. Uh, I don't know if I thought that. I was pretty entranced by Angelina Jolie, but Antonio Banderas. Oh, you just Banderas. blocked him out. That's. Yeah. I mean, there is a part where we get the Ruffalo shot down the, the, <laughs> the Coronal Ridge. It's like, oh, man. Uh, but. Angelina Jolie was there and that was what mattered. So I had seen the sex scene from this many times as a youth. I had never seen this movie all the way through as I'm one to do. My physical media purchases are usually completely erratic and nonsensical. Um, I think I got this at like a half price books or something. And, you know, sometimes I'll just have those big shelves. That's just clearance and everything's a dollar. And I'll just kind of grab 10 movies. And sometimes they'll make the cut and sometimes they won't. But this had been on the shelf collecting dust uh, forever. How many years I had it up there. And when I took it down today, it's got that big unrated edition label on it. And it's the promotional photos for this movie are incredible. And they are also (laughs) featured as one of the bonus features on the DVD. Uh, 
special features. We have the widescreen version of the film, director's commentary, uh, the music video for You Can't Walk Away from Love by Gloria Estefan, which is a song that plays over the closing credits. Okay, I I was thinking I I didn't sit through the entire thing, but I'm like this sounds like a a, a song that was made for the movie, a la uh, Twilight, the final one, uh, or Tia Carrera, that song she sang over the credits of Mask of the Phantasm. <laughs> uh, but then it has a photo gallery of like the promotional images. the The box art on the back is Criterion level. I tell you what, uh, and they cite Ebert twice. <laughs> he's the, he's the <laughs> quote on the front, and it says thumbs up on the back. Uh, and then of course the original theatrical trailer, which that's more and more limited these days. The the inclusion of that on DVD and Blu-ray releases. But um, getting down to it, that's the reason we're covering this movie. We have Original Sin, which was. Based on Mississippi Mermaid by Francois Truffaut. Uh, it was a 1969 French romantic drama film. Oh. Starring, yeah, uh, Catherine Deneuve, who I'm, you know, I've talked about Repulsion many times on here, and also Dancer in the Dark. She's great. Those are definitely not the only things she's done, but that's immediately <laughs> what comes to mind for me. And uh, Jean Paul. Belmondo, and that was adapted from the 1947 novel Waltz into Darkness by Cornell Woolrich. And this is the film is about a tobacco planter on uh, Reunion Island in the Indian Ocean who becomes engaged through correspondence to a woman he does not know. So, I mean, that's that doesn't even happen in the movie. That's in the past. That's a prequel. <laughs> and. We'll circle back to this in the second half, Julio. Uh, our film of the day, film du jour, is directed by and written by Michael Christopher, who lives in somewhat of Contrarian's canon, as we've never covered it before. He wrote a film you and I uh, had an excursion out to the theater to see in 2016. He penned the Leaf Schreiber vehicle, Chuck. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was going yes. to joke that he had done Chuck. I was not expecting it to be Chuck. Uh, he was part of the writing staff on that. He also uh, has a writing credit for Bonfire of the Vanities, uh, Falling in Love, Mr. Jones, uh, Body Shots from 1999. And then he immediately followed this up with Casanova, which is a Heath Ledger, Sienna Miller. Um, I remember. Roman. Yeah, romance. Released in France on July 11th of 2001. And of course, the country of love and sex and all that good stuff. And in the United States on August 3rd of 2001, Original Sin sits with a meager 12% rating on Rotten Tomatoes on a budget of estimated anywhere between 26 and 42 million at a box office return of a bit over 35. Julio, critics did not like this. They did not, unless their name was Roger Ebert. They did not. So, old Raj will come back up in the second half. <laughs> uh, I got a handful of rotten quotes just to prove that point before we head into Contrarian's Corner. Here's Peter Canavese from Groucho Reviews, who says, Though written and directed by a Pulitzer Prize winner, Original Sin is better known as the picture in which a naked Angelina Jolie by then a certified Oscar winner, and Antonio Banderas do the horizontal mambo. What's the problem? Yes. <laughs> Number one, sign me up. Number two, this that's a dated uh, idiom. Horizontal mambo? Who says that? I prefer the beast with two backs. I was going to say, like that's. I think that that's what we've adopted. Is it just on this show? <laughs> it was the impression that now everybody says the beast with two backs, or at least everybody our age. What do kids say these days? They don't. Didn't you read that uh, that report that came out recently? That oh yeah, uh, Gen Z don't doesn't have like sex, sex anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's the Jennifer Lawrence line and no hard feelings. Does anyone fuck these days or whatever? <laughs> no, but they make TikToks. It's more rewarding. It's true. Um, 
Next, John J. Puccio from Movie Metropolis says, The only sin committed was by the filmmakers producing the movie in the first place. He had to go there. He was proud of that one. Yep. <laughs> um, Steve Rhodes from Internet Reviews says, As they engage in open mouth kissing, they smack loudly like a couple preschoolers wolfing down greasy hamburgers. <laughs> preschoolers wolfing down hamburgers. Steve Rhodes is criticizing how Antonio Banderas and Angelina Jolie make out. How Dude, dare he? <laughs> yeah, look at them. They can do whatever they want, man. You don't have to watch, Steve. You can cover your eyes. <laughs> there you go. All right, we're going to close with Terry Lawson from Detroit Free Press, who says, a plateful of steamed corn. That sounds delicious, Alex. Plateful of steamed corn. I, I'm trying to figure out what that's supposed to mean, or if that's like an expression that I've never heard before. Uh, no, you got to grill your corn, man. You well, it depends, on how, it depends on how you're eating it. You can steam... Like corn on the cob, but no, I like my corn grilled. I mean, if it's a plateful, let's just—I'm just thinking like a giant bowl of corn. Yeah, just like that means like Del Monte or something. You just bought a can of it and splurped it into a bowl and just <laughs> covered it in a wet paper towel and let it steam in the microwave. Terry Lawson strikes me as the kind of person that just likes just canned ste- corn. <laughs> he steams it, no salt, no pepper, no butter. He just eats it and watches Original Sin on repeat. <laughs> mm, tastes like sex. <laughs> All right. Well, those were the quotes. We have a handful of fresh quotes for real talk, but that comes later. So now you said 12%, Alex. So that means it's yep. rotten. That means we're going to say really nice things about it in Contrarian's Corner. Take us away. I didn't want a man to be interested in me just because I owned a pretty face. And... So I sent another woman's photograph, and not my own. I see. Original Sin is set in the late 19th century Cuba during the Spanish rule, and flashes back and forth from the scene of a woman awaiting her execution while telling her story to a priest, the actual events of the story. So Angelina Jolie is our star and our narrator here. We have mixed feelings about this over the years, or we've had mixed feelings about this, I should say. The you know, main character that's telling us this is what happened. And so it's driven by her retelling of the story. I don't know. Has Angelina Jolie been on here before? When I saw her, I was like, have we ever talked about Angelina Jolie? Of course we have. That's when we had that conversation about uh, what she meant for you when you were a teenager. Yes, 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 yes. I <laughs> mean, like collector. in a... Bone Collector, that's it, which is, it feels a world away from this for the way she's portrayed, because this is like Gone in 60 Seconds, Laura Croft, sex symbol, Angelina Jolie versus kind of, she's a cop in that movie, right? She's a cop, and the the most risque thing she does is hold Denzel Washington's hand at the end. Yeah, and here, (laughs) she's just... Not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) Uh we get the story of Lewis and Julia as Lewis is a Cuban businessman. He, he runs like a coffee enterprise and he gets a mail order bride. So the beginning of this movie is like an arranged meet cute. But this, this is like the best case scenario, right? He thought that he was ordering uh, a, not a, an attractive mail order bride. Right, the, 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 she sent the picture, and he was. It's, it's like the opposite of what happens in online dating these days. Mm-hmm. When he shows up expecting somebody who's just, I guess, average looking. We never really get a good look at the at the picture that he was sent, but he finds Angelina Jolie. Like he he wins the lottery, and he didn't even know <laughs> works he out all right. <laughs> yeah, but also she thinks. Well, I mean, you know, the way the movie is being told at this point, she thinks that he's just. Uh, a clerk at this coffee company and then he reveals well no actually i lied as well i own the coffee company so she's Mm -hmm. like oh sorry sorry i'm hot and he's like oh sorry sorry i'm rich (laughs) yeah they're immediately like what they would be like in real life of like we're rich and very good looking so this is going to work out just fine let's let's do this let's let's take a shot at happiness (laughs) so they do get married sparks fly when he doesn't make her have sex with him but she yes. basically, after the wedding, she says, you know, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And he's just like, okay. 
<laughs> he he does what any normal person should do, but she reads this as, oh my god, he's the one. <laughs> yeah, he he tells her, you go to the other side of the mansion, take your time while I go into my room and furiously masturbate. <laughs> See you in the morning. Oh, dude, yeah, Banderas just bricked up after they're dancing and just... <laughs> He puts like a scrunchie on his doorknob so his friend doesn't come and bother him. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, he, I mean, the next morning when we see him, it's like this overhead shot and he's just all sprawled on the bed. You know that he's been at it all night. He has not let himself rest. Is it Jack Thompson? Is that the guy's name who plays like his friend? The They have the dynamic here of this guy and his uh, his friend and his wife. I think it might even be his business partner also. Yeah, yeah. He, he owns half the company because then later on. Well, that's he right. He sells half. it to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, like, well, what happened? Was Timothy Spall sick the day that they cast this movie? <laughs> uh, there's the trope of like Alan the he's unhappily married and his wife doesn't like how like much of a free spirit angelina jolie is it's like a a true woman wouldn't wear rouge and she wouldn't gallivant around the theater by herself (laughs) and uh julia man she must be just an unbelievable you know siren on the water type because there's multiple men willing to repeatedly kill for her throughout this movie i mean i believe it She's Angelina Jolie, so yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Based on what's been uh, presented in this movie, exhibits A, B, and C. I I buy it. I buy it on her end, and also buy it on Baderas because that's that's trickier, right? He is. By the time the movie's over, we know that he was always what we saw, and what we saw was an extremely attractive rich man who somehow was not like the movie. I guess wisely avoids explaining why he's single. <laughs> Because you would think that yeah. he wouldn't need to order uh, uh, a mail-order bride from America when he could have just you know, found somebody in Cuba. But Banderas sells it because I think there's this sort of insecurity in his performance that shows that he really cares about being appreciated for something other than his money. So it makes sense. you know, He can't marry somebody from Cuba because everybody in Cuba knows that he's rich. So it makes sense that he would order a mail order bride and then fall head over heels for Angelina Jolie. I mean that that just makes sense. It's but it's a harder buy. Like that's you need a good actor to pull it off, and Banderas is up to the challenge. We see shots of them riding horseback, kind of getting to know each other more and more. Uh, it seems as though sparks are definitely flying. Love is in the air or lust. There's the quote that Banderas drops when she asks why you want to someone from America and he said here we are the past there you are the future and it's like what the is this going to be fucking American propaganda but it um, <laughs> leads into him asking Angelina Jolie why she came over and she said she's running away from the future it's like ah that that took my immediate 180 of like you know American propaganda to like holy shit is this a Terminator what are we doing <laughs> she, she saw she saw where America was headed and it was like uh no <laughs> I like how Q is looking. <laughs> Jokes on her. This is the sequence that leads into her voiceover saying, this is where she became someone else. And then there is a sex scene on par with any that you've ever seen in any film. And I assume our the length of these was different for us, Julio. But I think we can just posit it as epic. <laughs> <laughs> De Niro and Pacino and Heat together, you know, and it's or they would make a Righteous it. Kill. Yeah, exactly. No, it is De Niro and uh, Carlo Gugino in Righteous Kill, uh, but even more like powerful. But it through goes this, on for longer. Is, yes, and they realize that you know they may be soulmates, and now they're in love because everywhere they go, you know, they're very handsy with each other, and you know they're like teenagers or like high schoolers here going around, and he's following her around everywhere like a lovesick puppy man. So, do you think that we see it, it, what we're seeing in that that elongated sex scene? Are we seeing just the the one encounter, like the first encounter that just never, you know, it just keeps going and going, or is this a montage of several nights? Oh, I choose to believe it's just one time, but you might <laughs> actually be right as well. This could be. Well, it's all during the daytime, and you know it should be like um, uh, four hours later, like at the bottom of the screen when it shows them like <laughs> laying in bed afterwards. 
<laughs> just been there hydrating just drinking a Gatorade <laughs> before going back into it he's dunking his head into like a vat of ice water <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who haven't seen this it's a scene that's easy to get a lot of mileage out of in terms of making jokes um, sex is funny because we're in America we can't take it seriously <laughs> I am telling you man I have never been happier there's no such thing as happily married Lewis she mentions that her sister back home, who she said her sister was the one whose pictures she sent, right? Yeah. Is that, is that, oh, I completely missed that. I thought that she just said that her sister was always reading the letters that she was sending. And that's why sometimes some of the stuff that she that she wrote doesn't match, you know, her real self. But but the fact remains that there is a sister somewhere in is it Delaware that she, that she came from? Yes. Right, and that uh, I guess she's freaking out. She's sending letters asking where she is. In this same like sequence of events, also um, Lewis notices that there's a series of scars on Angelina Jolie's back. Can you imagine? Because he's acting when we see it, it looks like this is the first time that he's noticed, and they've been naked around each other for a while now. So that is some pretty impressive sex where he completely had a blind spot, I guess, for those scars on her back, which are pretty noticeable. He was too busy, like, focusing on the wall to, like, for, to make himself last longer. He's like, come on, Lewis. Pull it together, man. Don't look at her back. <laughs> he adds her. It's like an authorized user on his bank account, which I'm like, how could this go wrong? And then for some reason, he's boxing, not unlike Julius in Friday the 13th, Part 8. Were you uh, disappointed? I, I, I like this movie a lot, but... Isn't that kind of a bummer that they set him up as somebody who boxes in this one scene and then we never see him box against uh, Thomas Jane? That should have been the final battle. Not all this like, you know, guns drawing and shit. It should have been them, you know, 15 rounds, Marcus of Queensberry <laughs> rules. <laughs> and Jolie you know holding the the card with the, with the number. Yes. Oh, that would be fantastic. She's got like the bikini that has like the Corona logo on it and is walking around like... <laughs> Jim Lampley on the call uh, <laughs> the love versus lust conversation and Antonio Banderas not knowing really the difference between the two as this entire movie uh, up until this point and spoiler alert, the rest of it he is guided just by lust <laughs> it's he just can't control his carnal urges man uh, and again if I was in his situation I'd probably be the same way um, but enter Thomas Jane rounding out the trio of stars in this Julio did you recognize him? I did only because of all the credits. It was Antonio Banderas, Angelina Jolie, Thomas Jane. Like they each got individual billing. And then the rest of it was like, you know, four names at once or whatever. And so I was like, oh, the Punisher's in this. And then when he showed up, he looked so ridiculous. I was like, Thomas Jane, what are you doing, man? And <laughs> I thought it was Army Hammer. I, I was not paying attention <laughs> to the opening credits. So hit me here with... Uh, Thomas Jane. Walter Downs is how we first meet him. Uh, he has a mustache. He's blonde. He has a very high-pitched voice for, you know, for the Punisher. Is is as un-Thomas Jane as he could be. Love it. He's acting. He came in to play a character, damn it. In more ways than one. Um, no, I dug him. I I like him. He's uh, alright. Cards on the table, Alex. There's, there's no way that this experience is unique to me. I I, I want to say that we probably experience this movie the same way. And, and I think that that's the intent. I think that we are supposed to be ahead of Antonio Banderas the entire time, right? Like, mm -hmm. we are supposed to figure out that there's something wrong here from the moment that Angelina Jolie shows up. Is that, Was that your experience? Were you constantly thinking, okay, well, I don't trust her. And then Thomas Jane shows up and you're like, I don't trust him. And you're thinking, what's what's the con? Or was, was I just being too cynical from the beginning of the movie? Well, I thought something was up with her because the whole reason Thomas Jane shows up is he's a private investigator that was hired by Julia's sister to find Julia. Emily, I think her name is. And just getting right to it, Emily shows up and explains to Lewis that this was not written by my sister and that woman's not my sister. And <laughs> then, you know, the long... Hitchcock pull on Antonio Banderas's face. He's like, "Who have I been having sex with?" Idiot! He just 
runs, rides, <laughs> does what he can to get to the house, and by then it's too late. And all his money's gone, you fool. He he goes to assault the banker. The banker's like, I told you not to do it. <laughs> I My favorite part is that he's there with his buddy, with uh, not Timothy Spall, and his buddy's wife, who's been a very implicit mm. person so far. But she looks really sad for him. I was like, wow, yeah. she's, it's, it's a sympathetic turn for this character. Because you would think that she would be all smug, right? Like, I was right. She was a bad woman. But instead, she looks heartbroken. Like, oh, my friend just has been taken advantage of. One of the things I took note of here that I laughed really hard at was when he figures out that she's not Julia, it cuts to him like just flooring it on horseback like this horse is going just 100 miles an hour Mm -hmm. and the score kicks in but the the way it starts is like a ah like (laughs) someone hitting like this note and i thought it was antonio banderas yelling on the back of the horse just like ah like charging at his house and so that was hysterical to me uh but yeah he he gets there she's gone she's taken everything Nobody tells him I told you so, except maybe his maid, who is a very nice lady. Very, She seems to really care for him. But she's the only yeah. one that when he says she's gone, she goes, well, she was never really here. Something like that. Yeah. I was like, man, <laughs> you watch your tone. This is the early 1900s. <laughs> yeah, she, she did. She sunned him real good. It's like it was only in your mind. And... So he kind of goes off the deep end in terms of finding her and what he needs to do to get to her because he wants to kill her. He's drunk Banderas in this one for for the next like 10 minutes of movie. Mm -hmm. How do you like drunk Antonio Banderas? Because I just realized as I was watching this unfold, I'm like, man, I don't think I've ever seen him play this, this beat, (laughs) you know, a character. Because at first it took me... uh, Took me off guard. I was like, "Is is it too cartoony? Is he is he a little too over the top with the way that he's playing drunk?" And then Thomas Jane shows up and they start having a conversation. And I'm like, "Okay, no, now I get it. Like, I I recognize. I've seen this guy. I might have even been this guy. Like the way that he's acting and the way that he's repeating himself and the expressions he's making." So it took me a while, but I kind of I, I really came to appreciate how he played uh, a drunk person. Was that? Did you feel the same way, or did he have you from the beginning? Oh, yeah. It's always a fine line when you're playing a drunk in a movie because it can come across as genuine or, as we've talked about repeatedly, just overly shtick. And uh, you really feel the despair he's going through here. He's, you know, all his money's gone and he's just he's got nothing. But all he really cares about is this woman that he fell in love with through the act of sex. Pretty (laughs) not pretty much like entirely. Um, When he's made is like, what do you miss? It's like a. Her boobs, that ass. Uh, <laughs> What's her favorite color? Uh, <laughs> what is light purple? He, it, what happens is with his emotions through this, they all like because he does play several different versions of Antonio Banderas throughout this, and it all comes to a head in one of the closing scenes that uh, we're going to get to here momentarily. And uh, we do get uh, during some point of this, Angelina Jolie chimes back in to remind us she's doing the voiceover and says uh this is not a love story it's a story about love oh thank you that's what should have been on the poster <laughs> that's a tagline that's a that's a third roger Eber quote <laughs> seems that that i know a lot less about women than i thought i did <laughs> but he does employ the services of walter downs to help him track down Julia, because he wants to kill her. Uh, so they take like a bros trip to Havana and they're just mm-hmm. kind of partying for a while before Antonio Banderas finds her. And she's at it again, man. She's grifting another guy. Oh, yeah. She got uh, President Logan from 24. That, that guy <laughs> can't play anybody that's not a pathetic loser. So he finds her. He finds Julia, confronts her in her room, pulls a gun on her, is constantly saying she's lying. She's trying to explain the situation as best she can. A bit uncomfortable scene as Antonio Banderas slaps the shit out of her a few times. And in the way that it's clear that's what they did in the movie and not any movie magic. And it has no resolution, really. Well, I mean, in the sense of, yeah, well, I was about to say, in the sense of 
He doesn't get the answers he wants, but that's not why he was there. <laughs> he gets the answers he needs. <laughs> he gets the result he wants as they are once again back together. It cuts from them fighting on the floor to basically the next day. They're once again naked in bed together and they've made up. And now at this point, Julia, who we now learn is Bonnie, does try to come straight, tries to come clean with Lewis about the situation and her life up until that point. And what does he do, Julio? He's like, nope, I don't want to hear about the man that you had before me. <laughs> Let's pretend that your life started when we met and I can just cover my Which ears. is always a, a very healthy thing to do and also doesn't set yourself up for failure in any way. Yeah, yeah. Dumb Men 101. I, I, but you buy it, right? He's The movie has done such a good job establishing as the kind of dude that would do this. Of course. <laughs> he, he is... How old do you think he is in, the, in this movie? The character or the shoot character. Antonio Banderas? The character. Because oh, like um, I, I was going to say, you know... He's right on that line. If if he was five years, ten years older, like if it was a man in his forties, we're like, what the fuck? You know, he should know better. But I think that he looks just young enough that I can buy that he is just this dumb, and that he would let lust and 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 a crush uh, really blind him to all the red flags and all the really dumb decisions. They get him once, but then they keep getting him through the entire movie, and I, I buy him. I was like, yeah, of course, this is. A, this is a, such a cautionary tale for not just men, I guess, for men and women everywhere, right? But it, it just it happens that I think men fall for this kind of stuff more often because they're dumber. Because so, I was about to say, because women are definitively smarter than we yes. are. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, that's uh, I, I never felt that the movie was going too far in its depiction of of a man that is just willfully ignoring every warning that life is throwing at him. Well, we do get a little bit of the exposition uh, and backstory of Bonnie. She explains that she grew up in an orphanage with a kid named Billy. When they were 14, they ran away together. And just from the brief explanation she gives, it seems like they're soulmates in the very most twisted sense of the word in the most twisted way. And we learn that to indeed be true. And then we get dick jokes, Julio. (laughs) So tell me this. A normal person would watch this and say this section, this sequence of the film is so wildly tonally inconsistent with anything that had happened before and anything that will happen after. But we get this guy who is fawning after uh, Angelina Jolie coming back to the room and Antonio Banderas answers the room stark naked. And we get a, a shot of his butt. Uh, he's a he's a built man. <laughs> and then the joke is that the guy's just looking at his penis His uh his, he's just flapping in the wind there, and this is funny. <laughs> Did uh, is that one of the things that you got in the rated version that I didn't? Do you, do you actually get to see a little bit of shaft? Or <laughs> no, I, I don't know if he's circumcised or not. I couldn't tell you that. <laughs> okay, yeah, mine mine cut off. You know, right at the you even see pubes. Like it's just you get a little bit of tush though. Oh yeah, no that that do yeah you get a I would call it a close up basically or, or at least uh it's that like focus pull the the ass is in the foreground <laughs> while this guy's looking in the background <laughs> yeah uh president logan happened to be kneeling when he opens the door so he's actually like I oh that's right so dick. it's it's the visual joke of that too <laughs> <laughs> that's all right i can i i appreciate the the effort to to throw some variety we've gone through some heavy shit we just i mean five minutes ago banderas was slapping Lee around and you need to you need some release and you can't always go to a sex scene to release the, the tension so I was okay with it I, I I thought it was I thought it was funny maybe I found it even funnier because like I said I know the actor that's playing the the guy the colonel uh, he was mm-hmm. a real son of a bitch in 24 and just seeing him <laughs> get emasculated by Antonio Banderas who's like at his prime in this movie and he's just really owning it and I think that also I think it's 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 a really good moment for that character, for Luis to kind of reclaim some of his dignity, right? We've seen him beaten down mm-hmm. and and we've kind of, as the audience, we've lost respect for him in a way because we're like, it was so clear that she was going to take advantage of him. And so this scene builds him back up a little bit and I, I, I think that that's necessary, right? Otherwise, all you're thinking is, he's such a dumbass, he shouldn't have taken her back, but this 
Or he was like, no, maybe, maybe he knows what he's doing. Maybe he can handle himself. So no, I, I, I'm okay with it. If somebody doesn't like it, well, tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alex, at this point of the movie, had you figured out that Billy was Thomas Jane? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Because Lewis in my note says, man, he is down bad because he is just, and I have been guilty of this before with some of the, in my younger years, gals I dated of just, you tell me what to do. <laughs> you tell me how to, you tell me how high to jump and I'll find a way to do it. I'll climb up a, on a building and jump off for you. So that's where he's at. Uh, but at this point, he's still Wally, Walter, the private investigator, confronts Lewis and he knows that. Julia slash Bonnie is there. And at this point, it's believed again, this movie is layered. It is like a lasagna and <laughs> that is layered. And it's believed that she killed Julia Russell and took her place. Right. We've never because so far into the movie, the, the question of what happened to the original person that Banderas was supposed to marry like that hasn't been answered, right? We know that Angelina Jolie took her place, but what happened to the real Julia? And uh, I guess we find out that they found her body and somebody had killed her. But there's just what he needs to do at this point, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. You got to stick by your woman. Stand by your man, <laughs> or in this case, your woman. And this is where, as I mentioned, Walter figures it all out. He confronts Lewis. He says, are you so blinded by, you know, sex or, you know, her and and this is the the scene where it is kind of implicated that there's some potential love triangle action because Walter says, if I kissed you right now, would I be able to taste her? And then he forces himself upon Antonio Banderas and just plants a big passionate kiss on him. It kind of shocked me, to be honest with you. Yeah, I did. I did not see it coming again because this is uh, a period piece. And so I'm not used to that kind of stuff it's, it's funny because you know Antonio Banderas and Gina Jolie can go to town on each other I'm like yeah sure that makes sense but <laughs> fully clothed <laughs> Thomas Jane uh, kissing Antonio Banderas was like oh wait what that's that doesn't align with the with the template I have for for period pieces here uh, yeah I mean it's kind of weird uh, I think that if you made the movie today it probably wouldn't be followed by a gunshot <laughs> But instead, by kind of like a confused look from Antonio Banderas as he's trying to sort out his feelings, you know, maybe he realizes that Thomas mm -hmm. Jane also tastes like Angelina Jolie. But <laughs> here in the heat of the moment, uh, he just shoots him. Now, again, I have to ask you, Alex, like Thomas Jane gets shot by Antonio Banderas. Did you buy it or did you go as, as when you criticize MMA fights in movies? Would you go like, oh, that's not how it would go. That's not how you take a shot. Well, I mean... These guns are two centuries old at this point, so I don't know how they fucking work. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, he, he definitely reacts like he got shot. I did immediately go because this is obviously a very hard R, or in my case, an unrated cut. I was like, mm, there's an absence of blood if he just got shot three times. Speak of the devil. No, 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 no. More concerning, though, is immediately how Angelina Jolie's like, all right, we need a tarp, some bleach, <laughs> and a bunch of lime. <laughs> she just immediately snaps into, like, I've been here before mode. She goes to, you know, roll them up in the carpet and tells Lewis, you need to go get us two train tickets so we can get the fuck out of here. And, you know, I'll start packing our stuff. <laughs> Lewis is like, I just killed a man. And she said, I just bought a hat. Yeah, What's your point? She's like, but I don't dwell on it. I just know that I just bought a hat. It's amazing. That that change in characters, right? She's gone from being because we were just buying her as a victim and and now she's in control. And Banderas has fallen to pieces. So you can't really um, <laughs> you know, you're like, all right, she she has snapped into action because she has to. Because if she doesn't, Banderas is not gonna do anything. He's he's having a, a crisis here. So I, I kind of bought it. I didn't think that that necessarily meant that she was she was evil i just thought somebody has to take charge and banderas is not going to be the guy so she's got to do it swerve he's not dead and he's also not walter he's billy and this is the first demonstration on full display we get of the very twisted relationship between billy and bonnie some might look at this as this is a 
part in the movie where Angelina Jolie's character just becomes like a dumb woman that, you know, doesn't know what she wants and, you know, can't get out of her own way with men and things like that. But I think it's also kind of an interesting character study between the relationship between Billy and Bonnie as she just can't help herself around him. And he obviously can't control himself around her. Well, it's an equalizer, right? Because uh, now we get to see her through a different lens. And now we see her the way that we've been seeing Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas is, he can't think straight when he's around Angelina Jolie. Just the same way that Angelina Jolie can't think straight when she's around Thomas Jane. I think this movie is making a very pointed statement about human nature in general and how our genitals (laughs) can, can really fuck us over. When they take control. So that was it's how how bad does it get in the unrated version, Alex? I have to ask. Because here, this encounter between Angelina Jolie and Thomas Jane, you know, but there she sends Banderas to buy train tickets or something. And she tells him, Yeah, take your time. <laughs> the slower you walk, the least the least suspicious you're gonna look. And and then she has this one-on-one with, with Thomas Jane where she doesn't want to, but he keeps pushing and eventually he half seduces her half forces her to to start masturbating and then and then she i guess she agrees to go with his new plan his new plan is like look we're gonna make him spend all his money so he has to sell his shares of the company so he can come back with more money and then we're gonna take that money as well because <laughs> we're gonna yeah it wasn't enough what we got the first time it was enough but all this is explained as angina jolie is masturbating and and then there's like this fade that made me wonder, okay, in the unrated version, is there no fade? Is there like more? Is this when you get to see Thomas Jane like get naked? No. Uh that <laughs> that comes later. Okay. And uh As you can see, the next it's been a main concern of mine through this, since you <laughs> mentioned it. The fade goes to like that night where she's like shit faced and just acting like an idiot in front of um Lewis. Right. Yeah, that's that's it. He comes back with the tickets and and she's just like, look, did what we had to do. He's like, where's the body? I'm like, doesn't matter. I bought a hat. She toasts like, here's to a short life, but an exciting one or something like that. And then to remind us that she's telling the story, we go back to the jail cell and see that she's recounting this as a priest just kind of listens on like, hey, should probably hurry this up because, you know, <laughs> you're going to get executed here pretty shortly. Yeah, we get some pretty ominous shots of uh, the the machine they're going to use to break her neck. Is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's medieval. It's metal as fuck. <laughs> this one really took execution seriously. <laughs> so her plan is now to get him out of his money also is they're going to rig a card game because, of course, that never goes poorly. And spoiler alert, it goes very poorly. It goes. <laughs> That's an understatement, Alex. This goes so badly that it almost took me out of the movie. Because he gets the shit beaten out of him, and then the implication is that the the four guys that he was playing against end up abusing Angelina Jolie, which yeah, it's rough. Yeah, I was like, uh, I mean, we don't see anything, thankfully, or at least I didn't. Uh, I don't know how. No, how yeah, you I didn't either. Okay. No, but it was it was rough, and I I was like borderline about to turn on the movie because I'm like, did we really need this in that? But then I realized that it's it's making the point, right? Like what happens right after is that her voiceover tells us that that's when she realized that uh, Billy, Thomas Jane, was right. That she can never have a normal life with Antonio Banderas because mm-hmm. her life is seedy and dark and dangerous. And he's just a regular guy that's in love with her. And when you bring a regular guy into your world, like what happens is he, he can't handle cheating at poker and he gets beaten up and you know she's having all these thoughts of, as she sees it, him like lying on the street it doesn't even like start off on a good foot and then he gets caught cheating like uh it's just a, they're immediately like no get the fuck out of here and then she gives him like the eyebrow raise like you should hit them first and then of course <laughs> gets the fight he is Shawn michaels and they are the five marines in syracuse that beat the fuck out of him and leave him for dead um so Angelina Jolie and Antonio Banderas back where they're they're staying they're flat. Uh, she claims to see a rat and needs to go get rat poison. So she's going to go to the pharmacy on the other, you know, edge of town. And he is at this point a bit suspicious because she's not even good at like lying. She's like, 
like, I have to go to the pharmacy. And he goes, well, close. It's nine. And she goes, oh, well, I know another one. <laughs> it's open till 10. <laughs> so did you get the sequence where uh, Billy, Thomas Jane, cuts a line in her back and then like kisses the blood? Yes. That was okay. the, the the explanation for her scars. I was like, oh, so, we're paying this off. I didn't realize that that was something that was going to happen. I thought that the scars were just you know, supposed to symbolize that she had had a rough life. I didn't realize that we were going to tie it to, to Thomas Jane's character. So immediately after that, we cut to a profile, a side profile of the bed in which Thomas Jane is nude on top of her and taking Angelina Jolie from behind. So that sounds like it wasn't in your cut. Nope. I was cheated out of that. <laughs> and then there's a very distressing moment here where he pins her against a wall and spits in her mouth and says, like, you want me? It's the things we do for love, I guess. But I will say this, that Thomas Jane was absolutely doing his squats in preparation for this because there's a <laughs> fantastic piece of man meat that we get a profile shot of. <laughs> All right. Well, it has to be asked, Alex, because we we get to see a lot of Antonio as well, and you're the only one that can make the comparison. Because I didn't get, I didn't have the privilege of seeing anything from Thomas Jane other than that uh, that spit take. So, uh, who wins in the in the <laughs> naked gymnastics? So, I mean, Antonio Banderas. I mean, come on, it's Antonio Banderas. <laughs> he's got the Spanish thing. He's got the the chest hair. He's just a, a un, unbelievably good looking dude. But Thomas Jane definitely stepped up the game for the ass profile <laughs> shot. Uh, we see a lot more of Antonio Banderas, just his entire body. But we do get nude side profile uh, Thomas Jane, and he he knew it was coming, so he 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 did the preparation for it. This is um, this is before the Punisher, right? Yes, this would have been two, three years before the Punisher. Was that 03 or 04? Part of his training. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, was, he was already getting into the Frank Castle character. I mean, if you have Angelina Jolie taken away from you, you could become the Punisher pretty easily. So. <laughs> Why? Why hurt him? He's a part of you that must die. You need to kill it, or I promise you, it will kill you. Uh, but yes, the most important thing is that Lewis followed her and he's overheard everything that they've said and heard what their plan is and what they're going to do. They're going to kill him and then take his money and run off together. So Antonio Banderas says, all right, but before I go, allow me to have an Oscar clip. <laughs> yes. An Oscar clip in fucking deed. As if this movie hadn't provided enough visual and... Um, thought-provoking material up until this point. You get easily the best scene of the movie. He knows Hands what, down. He knows what's up. She is preparing them their nightcap of coffee, and clearly the plan is to put rat poison in his. And so... So she did go to the pharmacy. <laughs> she made a quick stop. <laughs> she had her Uber uh, make a, a pit stop for her. And... So she brings the coffee back and it's just this very um, silent and vacant emotion that he puts forward and begins asking her about how the how he thinks the poison works, if they die slowly or they die quickly. She says she doesn't really want to think about it. And then he quickly says, all right, are we just going to keep lying or be truthful? And he he does this while pulling his gun out and kind of scratching his forehead with it. And at this point, you know, she's she knows what's up and she remains calm and just like, yeah, he's outside. He's waiting for me to turn the lights off because that'll mean you're dead. And then, you know, he'll come in and we'll be off to the races. So Antonio Banderas accepts that and then delivers this unbelievable monologue about how he's still in love with her and always has been. And that's like his way of punishing her because She's crying by the end of this, realizing she's in love with him. And then he kind of just says, you know, you brought this upon yourself and drinks the coffee and poisons himself. Did not see it coming. <laughs> and she freaks out and said, no, no, no. And for all the, you know, fantastical elements to this movie and kind of unbelievable twists and turns it takes, it's all worth it for this scene here. He starts uh, foaming at the mouth immediately, which... 
I guess that's how bad the, well, the rat poison works. Fortunately, rat poison was much stronger back in those days. <laughs> there were bigger rats. Yeah. That, where do you think Splinter came from? No. Yeah. <laughs> also, well, maybe they just don't fuck around with rats in Cuba. Like, oh, you want to get rid of them? Here you go. But then it turns into this attempted escape scene because in the process, they knock the lantern over. So Billy thinks it's time to come in and, you know, do cleanup. But she's trying to get away with Lewis and they are they get to the train station. It's this kind of get away from the bad guy type scene. He finally gets them, you know, pinned against a wall metaphorically and literally and has a knife to her throat. Antonio Banderas pulls a gun out and he starts laughing, thinking like before he fed him blanks into his gun. Um, that's how he escaped death, so to speak, the first time. And then he pulls the trigger and it's clearly loaded. And the way Tom Desjane sells it is fantastic. 10 uh, out of 10. That's my note. <laughs> Amazing <laughs> shooting uh, stunt. Cause especially because you have the, the comparison. You, you've seen him take the, the blanks before. Right, like the scene that we were discussing earlier, the first time that Bandera shoots him and shoots him three times, and I was like, "That looks a little fake." This looked real. <laughs> he gets he gets shot and he flies back, and he has that look on his face, like, "Oh fuck, uh, the Joker <laughs> in um, ah fuck, Return of the Joker, the Batman Beyond, where he gets shot and he realizes he's actually dying." Uh, it's that kind of reaction. It's the also the acting thing of Hamlet 2 when uh, Steve Coogan faints and one of the students goes, is he acting? <laughs> the other goes, no, he's not that good. <laughs> so both of her lovers are dying in front of her and she makes the choice to save Louis Antonio Banderas, but not before sucking face with Thomas Jane one more time before shooting him in the chest. Because the these attendees perfect encapsulation of the relationship. <laughs> you want to talk about your toxic relationship, son? But uh, like the train conductor or attendee or somebody shows up. She's like, he needs a doctor, and then she goes, makes out with Thomas Jane for a second, shoots him in the chest, and goes, he's dead. Um, <laughs> so we believe she's in jail and prison on death row for the you know the resulting death of two men of her two lovers and. She goes to say her final prayer with the priest, the warden or the sheriff, who have you. The gallows are ready, so to speak. And she's they come to get her and say, it's time, ma'am. They take the hood off and it's the priest and he's still praying. So she does give him this longing look. So that one could believe that her just unbelievably um, incapacitating femininity won her another battle against the male gender <laughs> i just thought that she told a really good story like the you know the priest has tears in his eyes by the time that she's done and he, so he's like all right everybody deserves a second chance i didn't think that he was horny for her i just thought that he was compassionate towards her i mean could be I mean, could be both much like the dark knight rises it's left up to the viewer to decide what happened you know <laughs> You know what's not like the Dark Knight Rises? Antonio Banderas breaking the fourth wall. Yep. Hit him with it, Julio. What happens? Uh, so the big reveal is that she is in some different country. Some There's some exotic poker game going on. I believe it's Morocco. Yeah, Morocco. You're, you're right. Uh, I don't know if we know for sure that it's poker at the beginning, but I, I as soon as you see it, I mean, if you watch any movies, you know what's, what's going to happen. And that's great. I, I welcomed it with open arms. She's walking around, uh, getting compliments from all these people around the table, these men. And then they one of them uh, talks to her husband saying, like, man, you're really lucky to have such a hot wife. And then Antonio Banderas comes into frame and starts talking about, yeah, this movie was wild, wasn't it? And he's looking straight at the camera <laughs> saying, all I can tell you is that I, I loved her from the moment I saw her. And then she looks at the camera too. Did you notice that? Like we cut to her yeah. also looking at the camera and then they're, uh, then we realize they're playing cards. And then the last thing we see in the movie is her doing the signals on her face, you know, that she used to help him cheat. Because they're playing basically. a group of much dumber men than they played previously. <laughs> yes. This is not taking place in Cuba. So these guys, they can be taken for a ride. Uh, and Tony Banderas looks a lot more confident, too, in, in this game than he did in the last one. So uh, I guess it's it's a happy ending for everyone except for Thomas Jane. 
you know, Punisher made a decent amount of money, didn't it? So he did all right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they did not bring him back for Original Sin 2, which is um, has nothing to do with sex, and it's all about a poker tournament in Morocco. <laughs> Uh, 21 is actually the sequel to Original Sin. <laughs> but Darius was busy shooting Shrek 2. So <laughs> they got uh, Jim Sturgis. <laughs> the next best thing. Yep. All right. That was Original Sin, Alex. Uh, so what is the original sin in this movie? Them lying to each other at the very beginning of the movie? It's got to be lust. Because that's what drives them to do all these things, including kill. And Tony Banderas kills the same guy twice. I guess Angelina Jolie <laughs> kills him to be technical, but the, the original sin is cheating at poker. That's what it is. God. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, to be debated, uh, I'm ready for real talk. Are you ready for real talk? Yes. That was um, laborsome, making that movie sound positive. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> 